What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I feel like I say this a lot, but today we're going to be talking about something that I think is so important and something that I don't think is talked about enough in the health and fitness space, nor are people aware of it, nor do they appreciate it as much as they should when they're working towards their goals. And we're not talking about calories. We're not talking about protein. We're not talking about your macros or your micros. Uh, We're not talking about lifting or cardio or exercise. What we're talking about is decision-making and we're talking about informed decision-making and understanding trade-offs. My job as a dietitian and a nutrition coach and really any coach's job is not to tell you what to do. I'm, I'm here to tell you the pros, the cons, the trade-offs, and to really help you decide for yourself. I want to help you make informed decisions And if we look at the body of evidence when it comes to decision-making and behavior change research, like it's been pretty well established that you're much more likely to sustain certain changes that you decide to make for yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that there's no use for a coach, but it's just that you're going to be the one who decides what you're going to do. My job is to help you come to those conclusions on your own by identifying the trade-offs, the pros and the cons, help you set and manage expectations, and to make sure that every time that you make a decision, that you're making an informed decision. Because I want you to make a choice that you're truly happy with, one that you understand the pros and the cons or the cost in terms of energy and focus right? Like not a decision that I forced upon you that you really don't want or that you really don't understand what what that's going to require. And I want you making decisions that you understand the trade-offs and that you've come to the conclusion that this is worth it for you. So what does it mean to understand trade-offs? And the truth is, is, is that you already do. And you probably do this in every other part of your life. And for some reason, this is one of the many mysterious disconnects between how you act in your normal life and how you act when it comes to your health and your fitness. And there's there's a lot of these moments where it's like, you do this in so many other parts of your life. Like tracking is often one of those things where it's like, you know, you probably budget your money very meticulously because it's important to you and it's important to keep a budget and to understand where your finances are going. But when it comes to tracking calories or food, like all of a sudden these big red flags go up and it's not okay for some reason, right? Or it's too obsessive. But for a lot of people, when it comes to health and fitness, people just go brain neutral and and there tends to be a disconnect when it comes to, you know, working towards some of the goals that you're working towards. And you don't really factor in the pros and the cons or the trade-offs associated with the decisions that you're making around your health. In fitness, we tend to talk about what we want, right? Like we want to lose weight and we we want to be leaner and we want to build muscle and we want to get strong. Like we want to be toned. We want better metabolic health, but we forget to properly acknowledge the cost of doing all of those things. And you really don't do that in any other part of your life. It's about deciding what's worth it to you. Now, for a second, just imagine you're in the market for buying a new car, or maybe you need a new car and you're just trying to decide what you're going to get. 
let's say that you go to the dealership and this is this is a place where maybe you're going to buy your car, right? But you don't acknowledge the price tag on any of the cars in the lot. Like that's the same as you wanting to be lean, but not understanding or acknowledging what it takes to actually get there. And for me as a coach, again, it's not my job to tell you which car to buy. It's my job to be the salesman who makes no commission. Not even sure if that's something that exists at dealerships right now, but just bear with me. It's my job to tell you how much each car costs. It's my job to walk around the dealership with you and and to talk you through the pros and the cons of each car that we look at. This is what it costs. These are the features. These are the specs and these are the reviews. Like, it's not my job to tell you which car to buy. Only you know what's worth it to you. It's my job to show you the pros and the cons and the objective trade-offs and the benefits the costs, like everything associated with you making an informed decision. It's my job to help you walk through kind of making a decision of what's best for you, right? When I think of understanding trade-offs, I always like to think about betting or gambling or sports betting. You know, it's, it's like if you're betting on football games this weekend and you put all your money down on a five-team parlay and you lose, like you understood that it was it was fairly likely that you would lose. Like it's irrational for you to think and to bet all of your money on one parlay or on one hand of blackjack and then be upset that you didn't win. Like you need to understand the trade-offs and you need to understand that, you know, doing that is a high risk, it's a high reward play. It's it's a it has a high cost associated with it, right? And there's that disconnect that we're going to talk about in a little bit that you need to understand the pros and the cons of each decision so that you can make the decision that's actually worth it for you. So again, why is it important to understand trade-offs? Once you understand trade-offs, you'll feel more confident in your decision-making. You'll feel less guilt when the inevitable cons or the inevitable obstacles and downsides start to happen you'll feel less buyer's remorse. Like once you understand the trade-offs behind, you know, let's say you have three choices when it comes to buying that car that we were talking about. Like you narrowed your search down to three cars on that lot or at the dealership that you want to buy. Um, or there's maybe there's three cars in your price range. And now you weigh the pros and the cons of the features of each of those cars. Is it all-wheel drive? Does it have bluetooth or does it have a screen on the dash like does it have a sunroof or heated seats or cooling seats what kind of tires do they come with how much is it going to continue to cost you after you buy the car if it needs maintenance or new tires right or what kind of gas are you going to put into it and you come to the conclusion that this specific car meets your value-based thinking and the trade-offs of getting this particular car is the best in your opinion. When you do that, you will feel less buyer's remorse when making that decision. Let's say that you care more about having all-wheel drive and you love that you know it has heated seats and you only kind of wish that it had a sunroof or cooling seats, you know, but you have to pick between those two things but you decide that it being all-wheel drive is more important to you, so you buy that one. And then you go home and you're like, 
man, I really wish this thing had a sunroof, you know, but, but you decided that the all wheel drive was more important. So in that situation, you won't feel any buyer's remorse because you decided that this feature was more important than the other. You're going to feel less guilt about buying that particular car because you took the time to value the pros and the cons and, and took the time to think about the trade-offs that came with buying each car. And you made the best decision or the most informed decision based on the facts and based on how you felt about those facts that were in front of you. And when you do that, again, there's less guilt. There's more confidence in buy-in, right? There's more belief. There's there's less remorse. There's There's less second guessing and there's less confusion when things come up or inevitable hurdles or cons appear in the the future. Like when you go out with your friends in your new car that following week and it doesn't have a sunroof, you're not going to be confused when it comes time to, to roll all the windows down. You know, like you knew that before you bought it. You understood that that was something that you wanted but weren't going to get. And so you can live without that because because you made that decision. So remember, it's not what you do that's necessarily good or bad. It's it's the intent in which you do it with. Like, are you making rational value-based decisions based on a recognition of the pros and the cons? Or are you making an impulsive decision like a child who who just wants all the things all the time? You know, people talk about aggressive dieting, and we're going to talk about some other examples here in a bit, but aggressive dieting inherently is not bad aggressive dieting on on one side like under you know one mindset or the intention of of you you know like i would really prefer to get this over with and i understand that this is going to be more uncomfortable and it's it's going to take more sacrifice and i understand the trade-offs of you know not feeling as great and having less flexibility and less performance in the gym and xyz but for me, getting this done a little bit quicker, even if, if it takes disproportionately more sacrifice, like that's worth it for me. Like, man, like that client who, who walks themselves through that thought process, they're going to be okay dieting a little bit more aggressively. For someone else, they might hear that, oh, damn, you know, this can go faster if I, if I diet more aggressively. Like, great, let me do that. But they're not understanding that you're going to be more uncomfortable. You're you're going to be more hungry. You're going to have more cravings. You're you're going to have lower energy during the day and during your workouts. You're you're going to have less of a social life and less food flexibility. Like the intent in which you're doing it or the recognition and understanding of the trade-offs is is what's going to decide whether you're going to do good or whether you're going to do bad. It's not inherently what that thing is. And there's some people out there that probably disagree with me and there's there's a lot of other coaches in the space that think that you know nobody should diet fast or that nobody should diet more aggressively but man you know most people shouldn't diet more aggressively because it's not worth it for them it's it's not because dieting more aggressively is bad like most people shouldn't diet aggressively because the trade-offs are not worth it to them or those people aren't even acknowledging the trade-offs right like you're either not acknowledging the trade-offs or you have a misconception about what the trade-offs actually are. You're either not thinking about what that car is going to cost you or maybe you think that car costs X when really it costs 5X. 
Like you're either not actually considering the trade-offs of getting really lean or you are considering the trade-offs, but you're totally misunderstanding what they actually are, right? Like maybe you understand that getting really lean and fit means that you're going to have to count your calories and, you know, you're thinking about the cost and the actions that it's going to take to get there. But maybe you're underestimating like what the trade-offs actually are. Like maybe you're thinking that it's going to be easier than it is. So you're either not actually considering the trade-offs and, you know, you're being that impulsive child who always saying, like, I want to be lean and I want to be shredded and I want to have a great relationship with food and I want to eat whatever I want and not gain any weight. But you're not even thinking about the trade-offs or, or you're wanting to be lean and you know that you're going to have to work out, right? Like, okay, but you're thinking about the trade-offs, but you're, you're in a totally different ballpark on what this thing actually is going to cost you. You're like, I want this new car and I want the best car with all the bells and whistles and I I know that's going to cost a lot of money. But what's a lot of money? Like you think it might be 30,000 when in reality it's 80,000, you know? So so yes, you thought about the trade-offs, but I find that people fall into these two different camps. It's either you want something when it comes to health and fitness, but you're not even considering that it costs something or you want something in you know health and fitness and you're totally underestimating what that thing actually costs in terms of time and effort and focus you know people not considering or or misunderstanding or underestimating what the trade-offs actually are it, it, it's creating this disconnect between what you say you want and what you're like actually willing to work for it, it causes this disconnect between what you say you want and what you're actually doing, right? It's this, this cognitive dissonance and it's the disconnect that you see there. It's like, that's why you're not in a place that you want to be. Like the disconnect is actually what makes people sad. So here's the deal, right? Like let's take getting really lean as the example here. If you knew what it would cost, all right, Let's say you want to get really lean and because you're not really lean right now and because you're quote unquote, you know, trying to get really lean and you're not achieving it, maybe you're sad. You're not sad because you're not lean though. Well, you might be sad because you're not lean, but what would fix that sadness is understanding what it would actually cost. Like if you knew what it would cost for your situation, if you knew what it would take and then you look at that and you say, well, shit, like that's not worth it. Like I don't actually want to be that thing because it would require X, Y, and Z and I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. Like if you had that mindset, you wouldn't be sad anymore. Like you won't have that buyer's remorse. If I told you that, you know, the best car in the lot, you know, the 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 one inside the class when you walk in the building at the dealership, like if I told you that car was $80,000, like the whole drive over to the dealership when we were on the way, you know, you were saying you, you really wanted the car, it's got all the things and the brand is what you want and um, it, it has all the specs or whatever it is and, and we get there and that, that car is $80,000. Like, man, you're, you're probably not going to want it anymore. 
Yeah, or at least you're going to be much better at rationalizing not having it. You're going to be in a much happier place when you leave that dealership without that car because you found out what it costs and damn, like that shit wasn't worth it to you. So it's about knowing the pros and the cons and understanding the trade-offs and deciding what's worth it for you. You know, you're not sad that you don't have the fancy car because like that shit costs $80,000 and that shit wasn't worth it for you. Happiness is, is the gap between perception and reality. You know, what you think you want versus what it actually costs. And if you can bridge that gap by understanding the trade-offs for that thing that you want, like you'll actually be able to decide if you want that thing in the first place. And if you decide that you don't want that thing, like guess what? It's no longer exhausting not being super lean, you know, or not wanting that car. Because you decided that being really lean, like these are the trade-offs that I would have to make. These are the sacrifices that I would have to make. It's, it's just not worth it for me. Man, it's, it's hard trying to convince yourself of these things. It really is. But at the same time, like not really understanding, let alone acting upon what it would take to actually get there, like that's, that's fucking exhausting too. Another example that comes to mind is when people say that, you know, they really want to lose that last bit of belly fat or they want to lose the last five to 10 pounds. And trust me, I, I know you want that. But if you actually knew the disproportionate amount of effort per pound lost, let's say, you might actually say, huh, I, I don't want to lose those last couple of pounds. And I don't know. I, I feel so strongly about this. Like <laughs> your leanest body is likely not your happiest life because the trade-offs that you would have to make to get that leanest body, let alone maintain it, are not ones that create the happiest life for you. Let's say at 130 pounds, you'd be super lean. You're like, that's my dream weight and I'd be shredded and I'd be super happy at that weight and like everything would be great, right? And I'd say, cool. Yeah, for sure. Like, that'd be awesome. And I know those things would be cool and you'd look better naked and you might feel more confident and, and you know, you might fit better into your clothes at that weight and everything else that you might think you're missing out on. You know, but if I told you what it would, what it would take to lose that extra 10 or 15 pounds to get to 130, to get really lean, to get that, you know, quote unquote, last bit of fat off, Things like more calorie restriction and less life flexibility, more time spent in a deficit, less social life and less ability to eat out with your friends or your families, less drinking, more activity, you know, potentially lower sex drive and lower energy levels, more food focus and attention just put towards your food environment and your food choices. Like, man, you might say... <laughs> Fuck, like my life at 140 with several hundred more calories and way more life flexibility is a better life for me. And I bring this example up because I'm going through something very similar in my life right now. And to be honest, my life has never been better. You know, am I the leanest that I've ever been? No, you know, I've been 10 pounds lighter than I am right now. And not too long ago either. We're talking like less than three, four months ago. 
life was not great when I was there. Like I was super lean and I, I had more ab definition and the pictures I took were, were super cool for sure. But, but man, my life right now is it's so much better. You know, weighing the pros and cons, weighing the trade-offs of not being as lean, you know, maybe eight to 10 pounds heavier than that. For me, eating a thousand more calories a day than what I was, having less food focus and more energy and better workouts, like my life as a whole is so much better. The trade-off between being really lean, the life trade-offs or the overall trade-offs, not just the, you know, what it looks like at the end, but like, what does it actually cost you to get there and to stay there? For me, like that was not worth it. And I feel confident saying that it, it's not really worth it to most people either, you know, having worked with people for a few years now. But what we see in, you know, online, you know, we see this Instagram model who's shredded with very little body fat and a ton of muscle definition who's working out or they're on the beach and it's also photoshopped with the perfect lighting. And we're like, damn, like I want to be that. <laughs> like, no, you don't. Trust me, like you don't actually want to be that because if I told you the trade-offs, you know, what it would take for you to get there and and what it would cost to get there, you wouldn't want it, you know? So you can, you can stop saying that you want it because you don't actually want it because to want it, that means you have to rationalize that the pros and the cons are worth it to you. And again, for most people, they're not. It's not worth it. Or it is worth it is more important than I want that. Those two things, what I want and what is worth it, should be synonymous with one another. If you truly want something, like that should come from a place of I've weighed the pros and cons and I've decided that it's worth it. And if you haven't done that, then you don't actually want that thing. Like if you want to be lean, it has to come from a place of you understanding what it will cost in terms of lifestyle flexibility, um, time, effort, focus, calories. Like you can't say that you want something if you haven't done this needs analysis first and, and factored in the idea of, you know, if I do X, what does that cost me? If I do Y, what does that cost? But you can't want something until you've done that. You wanting it and you deciding that it's worth it need to be synonymous because the disconnect between wanting something and, you know, at the same time deciding that it's not worth it, that's important. Going back to the car example, you leaving that dealership and maybe still whining about, you know, not having that $80,000 car, you weren't able to afford it. And I ask you like, well, why didn't you buy it? And you're like, shit, man, it's not worth it. And it's way too expensive. Like, what are you sad about? You know, it, it's not worth it to you. Like you can be upset and wish it was cheaper for sure. Like you can be upset that you wish it was easier to get super lean, but it's not. And any time spent being sad or upset because you don't have that thing, you know, that you don't actually want, it's just, it's just time fucking wasted. It really is. You know, we, we only have so much time on this earth and we only have so many fucks to give at the end of the day and far too many people are wasting those fucks on things that aren't productive. Whatever is important to you or whatever juice is worth the squeeze, so to speak, like go after that and, and stop worrying about the other shit. Like if you want to be lean, but then I tell you what it's going to take to do that and you say, well, shit, that's not worth it. 
Well, then let's move on because you don't actually want it and you can finally stop being sad that you don't have it and you can start to appreciate doing the things that are actually worth it for you. Once you understand the trade-offs, you will feel more confident in your decision-making, which is something that I say at the end of every single podcast episode. You know, you'll, you'll also feel less guilt when the inevitable cons or a lot of these inevitable hurdles happen, these difficulties happen along the way. And you'll feel less buyer's remorse or FOMO or just looking over at the other side thinking that the grass is always greener over there. But man, like if you properly weigh the pros and the cons at, at every turn throughout your health journey, there's just no more regret because you made a decision based on you know all the information that was presented to you. And truthfully, even in hindsight, you'd probably go back and make the same decisions over again. Like even if it doesn't work out because you were honest with yourself in the beginning and, and you understood that even if it didn't work out, so be it. You know, I made that decision from day one and I stuck with that and I'm proud of doing that. Chances are you'd make that same decision over and over again because you did it in that that rational headspace. I think I hit that hard enough by now, but man, I'm just I'm just so passionate about this topic because I just see the disconnect all the time. And I want to pivot here for a sec and just kind of go into some examples that I see in the health and, and fitness space and at least from a coaching perspective and doing this for a living and have been, you know, studying or working in the nutrition space for like the last, I don't know, eight years of my life. Uh, But the first one that I want to bring up is the trade-off between taking care of your health sooner rather than later. And I don't want this to be a deep discussion on me, you know, telling you that you need to get your shit together now so that you can save yourself from disease later. Like I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but I mean, that's all true. Like there's a trade-off. If you want to take care of your health early on in life, you're probably going to be blessed with not having to take care of it as much or not having it cost as much later on in life. And there's plenty of people out there who live super fast and they die fairly young. And you know, I'm not talking about obesity here. I'm just talking about taking care of your health in general. And that's fine. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now, but you know, insert any rock or rap legend who died from like a drug overdose or alcohol abuse and just partied their ass off for 30 or 40 years. Like if you ask them, would you change anything? I mean, chances are they'd say no. You know, they probably wouldn't. Like, sure, they could have lived another 20 years, but for them, the trade-off of having fun and partying and, and living that life was worth it to them. Another example is the trade-off of how aggressive you want to diet. We talked about this a little bit previously, but you know, speed and sustainability are often inversely correlated and speed and comfort are definitely inversely correlated. And if I'm working with a client who's focusing on weight loss and they're losing fat at a decent rate, you know, and they're doing great, I'll likely talk with them and say, hey, like, how uncomfortable are you? Like, How do you feel about the idea of being able to sacrifice some of your comfort for speed right now? And I'm not saying that, again, people should diet more aggressively, but what I am saying is that you should be going through the pros and cons list before going into that dieting process so you can be more efficient with it. Asking yourself, like, how comfortable am I willing to be? Like, what level of discomfort can I sustain without sacrificing my mental health and without sacrificing too much of my lifestyle? And 
at what point is that comfort for speed ratio, like what point is that worth it for me? And some people come to the conclusion that, you know, they decide that they want to diet a little bit more aggressively, that being a little bit more uncomfortable is worth it to them. Now, other people, they don't want to be as hungry or they don't want to adjust their lifestyle or make as many sacrifices. And, and honestly, that's really cool too. Like remember, it's it's not about what you do. It's the intent in which you do things that that really matters most. And if you decide that doing X is worth it based on a true and objective and honest conversation with yourself just about all the trade-offs, then go for it. That's awesome. Like it really is. It just comes down to you concluding that, you know, deep down in your heart, this thing is worth what it costs for me. And nobody could tell you otherwise. Uh, honestly, nobody can tell you that that that's wrong, that that headspace that you're in is wrong. Now, I know there's probably some exceptions out there, you know, like there's some stupid shit that people do and they don't think of that. And there's always those extreme examples, but I don't know. I'd have a hard time telling somebody that it's dumb if they actually weighed the pros and cons and honestly and objectively and, and just decided to go after it after that, you know, like in most cases, I'll look at that person and say, for sure, dude, I'll support you. Like you've recognized the cons and you want to do this anyway. Like who am I to tell you that that's stupid? You want to ski downhill on a double black diamond. That's like, you know, 90 degrees, just steep ass hill going straight down. And there's just trees and ice everywhere. I think we've all seen those Instagram videos before, you know, the videos of like the dude and the GoPro biking or skiing down a crazy hill. Like that person said, this is fun. I love the thrill of doing this. I feel experienced enough to take this on. I'm going to make a sick video, but the cons is I might break my neck and fucking die, you know, and that person said that that's worth it to me. And again, who is anybody to say that that guy's an idiot? Like he's not, it's his life. Like he'll value the pros and cons differently than you would. And that's just the way it is. So we always have to remember that. I have a couple more examples that I want to bring up. And I'm sure that you can come up with a ton of examples of this on your own. Um, but another one for me that I see a lot is like, let's say you've plateaued and you're trying to lose weight. There's this question of like, should you lower your calories or increase your steps more? And I see this all the time. And there's really a trade-off to both sides. And let's say you're eating 1,700 calories and you're getting 6,000 steps in a day. You know, you might say, man, 1,700 calories is pretty low. And going even lower is gonna, it's just going to suck. But maybe I can rationalize getting two to 3,000 more steps in a day because that wouldn't suck as much and I can maybe fit that in a little bit better. And for me, the trade-off of moving more is better than the trade-off of eating less. And I love that. Like I'm never going to tell you as a coach which one of those two things that you should do. Like you can look at your calories and your lifestyle, your ability to enjoy your food and and you can also look at your exercise and, and just ask yourself which one of those things, either eating less or moving more, seems more practical for my situation or what seems like the thing that I'd enjoy doing more or what's the thing that would suck less 
like that's the one that you should do. You assess the trade-offs of each decision and then you make that decision and live with it because you value that choice more than the other. And that's how that conversation should always go. It's not a coach telling you that, hey, it's time to drop calories even more. It's about you making that decision for yourself based on what you think is more realistic and what thing would impede less on your life. Like what's going to give you a better return on your investment? That's what it's all about. So the last example that I have here is this idea of choosing, you know, what's practical over choosing to do the things that might be optimal when it comes to your health and fitness pursuits or whatever goals that you might be working towards. And one of the more broad kind of umbrella trade-offs that people talk about is certain trade-offs that take you away from what's optimal and they take you towards something that's maybe a little bit more practical for you. Because there's sometimes a trade-off between what's optimal and what you like best. Like there's a trade-off between what's optimal and what you can actually stick to. If I said to a client like, hey, Katie, eating 1,600 calories, um, getting 10,000 steps a day, lifting four times a week, hitting 140 grams of protein, uh, that's the plan, let's go, you know, like technically maybe that's optimal and, you know, based on her goals, that might be the most ideal plan that we put on paper. But she looks at me and says like, I don't know, I only have time for three workouts a week and I fucking hate only eating 1600 calories because I feel super tired and um, 140 grams of protein is a ton for me. Like, can we start with 100 instead? And, you know, can we kind of work our way up from there? Like all of those are trade-offs away from what's optimal, but it's a trade-off towards what you like best and what you can actually stick to. And that trade-off is always going to be worth it. Like unless you're trying to get on stage or you're saving your life or something, but this isn't a life or death situation right now. Like that trade-off of going away from what's optimal and moving closer to what's practical for you is it's always going to be worth it. And if a client comes to me and says, you know, I really want to build some muscle and get stronger, but I also like running and I want to run a half marathon in the future. So I'm going to keep running, you know, two or maybe three times a week. It's not my job to, to tell them, you know, they can do that or they shouldn't do that, right? It's not my job to say that you can or cannot run, but it is my job to say, hey, if you're running 30 miles a week, that's going to take away from optimal muscle growth right now. Now, can you still grow muscle? 100%, but it's going to take away from that optimal muscle growth. And, you know, if you like that and that's important to you, and that still makes your life better and you don't mind building muscle at a little bit slower pace because you're spending some of your excess, you know, energy and um, intensity and recovery and you're doing all that by running those two, three days a week, that's great. I'm super happy for you. And if, if that allows you to enjoy your fitness and it's good for your mental health and you can be consistent with it, fuck who gives a shit what's optimal like i'll i'll take your preferences every day of the week if you want to make a trade-off between optimal and and practical like just see where you fall on that spectrum because that's usually something that you can better sustain so that trade-off between what's optimal and practical or what's optimal and what you can stick to or 
what's optimal and what you like best, like that's a trade-off that I want more people to think about making or to, to consider when they're making some of these decisions. And this is what a lot of my coaching is kind of centered around. You know, maybe it's talking about what's optimal and then dialing that back a little bit based on what's feasible and what's most important to, to you or what's most important to my client. And those are the trade-offs that I want people to make. You know, you might say that you want to be super lean and you want to be 7% body fat and walk around like that all the time, 365 days a year. And I say, okay, well, that's cool. Like this is what's optimal for that. And that person's like, well, I don't want to do that. So uh, let's move your expectation and move your goal to, you know, actually match what you're willing to do. Let's start to wrap things up a little bit here because I can kind of feel myself saying the same stuff over and over again. But first, you're either not considering the trade-offs or you're misunderstanding or underestimating them. So we need to tackle that first. Start by considering the trade-offs when you make some of these decisions because you do it in every other facet of your life. And it needs to be the same with your health and fitness. Okay. Second, hire a coach to actually help you understand what those trade-offs are because you know factoring the trade-offs is not enough by itself. You starting to factor the trade-offs, that's great for sure. But if you're not truly understanding what those trade-offs actually are, you're still going to spin your wheels at the end of the day and, and kind of keep going in these circles. So you have to think like, what are your goals going to cost you in terms of time and effort and focus and, and sacrifice? And once you factor in and understand those trade-offs, you will figure out and achieve the things that you're actually willing to work for at the end of the day. You'll figure out what you actually want and stop wishing for things that you don't really want because you'll have made an educated and informed decision in the first place. And, and that's, that's the best starting point that we can start from. It just kills me when I hear people say that they want something. And then when you tell them what it costs, you know, they don't want it anymore, but then they still let that thing that they think they want haunt them, you know, and that, that makes them feel really sad and it makes them feel really shitty. But man, you know, if you want something, but you're not willing to do the things that it takes to get it, you have no right to be sad about it anymore. Like that's the shit that's killing you. And it's, it's just a waste of your emotions and it's a waste of your sadness. Lastly, trading optimal for practical is usually a great trade for most people. You know, any coach can come up with a plan that's optimal on paper, but people are not robots, you know? So we need to take what's optimal and start making some trade-offs so it reflects a plan that you can actually sustain. A plan that allows you to be more adherent because that's where progress lives. You know, not stopping and starting over and over again, but actually sticking to something and repeating that day after day and week after week. And remember, it's not your coach's job to tell you what to do. It's not my job to tell you how many calories to eat and how many steps to take and whether or not you should run or not run or how many days a week you should be lifting. But it is my job to help you make informed decisions, you know, not just based on what you want, but more importantly, what you're willing to work for and what you can actually stick to. So yes, your coach probably has more information than you, but you know you best and 
your coach's job is just to help lay out all the different options, explain the pros and the cons, and explain the trade-offs so that you guys can make a collaborative um, and informed decision together and just come up with the thing that's going to be best for you. So if you're still listening to me ramble on about this, I, I appreciate you listening today. I'm super passionate about trade-offs and just helping people make informed decisions. And I'd rather spend more time with the client talking about what's worth it to them and you know what they really want based on what they're willing to work for and then talking about what's optimal from that. It's like, do you want to be really lean? Cool. You know, that's important to you for sure. But how is your life going to look different when pursuing this goal? And, and what are you really looking for? And then here's what it's going to take to get there. You know, do you really want all of that? You know, might your life be better at a different place with different trade-offs, with different pros and cons at a different spot, working towards a different goal? Maybe, you know, but writing an effective plan is easy. Like talking about what's optimal is easy, but again, people aren't robots. And once you really understand the pros and cons of the goals and just the things that you want, you might actually come to a different decision on what you actually want to do and what's really important to you. So I'm going to end that there. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate you as always. And until next time, just remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. I'll see you on the next episode. Talk soon. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.